Tú conoces a tu auto mejor que nadie. ¿Y quién mejor que tú para echarle mano cuando lo necesita? ¿No tienes las herramientas? AutoZone te las presta. Se llama Loanatool. Y lo mejor de todo, es gratis. Con Loanatool, AutoZone te presta una gran variedad de herramientas para trabajos de mofle, frenos, motor, aire acondicionado y mucho más. Cuenta con AutoZone para encontrar las herramientas que te hacen falta. En AutoZone te damos lo que necesitas. Restricciones y detalles en la tienda. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily podcast on the New York Knicks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Knicks. I'm your host, James Marcita, and this is episode 184. <clears throat> On today's show, Frank Nilakina is out for Friday's game against the Washington Wizards. Jeff Hornacek weighs in on the great Chris Stapps at the 4 or 5 debate. Jamel Artis is cut. And ESPN has released a mock draft for next summer's draft. Before we get started, just got one quick update for you guys. I'm going to do a mailbag pod on Friday. So submit your mailbag questions, preferably to LockedOnNicks at gmail.com. If you want to do Twitter, you can send them over to LockedOnNicks. That's our Twitter handle. But it's easier for me to keep track of the deluge of mailbag cues if they're in my email. So that's the preferred place. Preference goes to questions that aren't booty. Don't ask me the same shit I've been talking about every episode or I'm going to be pissed. Don't ask me about the metal trader. I'm going to be pissed. Be clever. Be unique. Or be earnest. Whatever. Just be, like, not boring. Right? Preference will be given to good questions for Friday's mailbag. All right, let's start the show. Yes! Got a couple of injury updates for you guys, unfortunately. Boo. Hiss. Boo. I know. Jeff Hornacek says Frank Nilakina is out. For Friday's game against the Washington Wizards. Um, it seems like the biggest deal in the world at the moment when you hear something like this. Um, primarily, it's because I want to play with my new toy. You know what I mean? I want to watch Frank. I want to learn his game. I want to take him out of the wrapping. I want to see him against John Wall. I think that's an interesting test. A very difficult test. John Wall is one of my favorite players in the league. You'll notice over the years, let's say, let's say, knock on wood that you know I'm still alive a couple years from now. You never know what could happen. But you'll notice as the Knicks get better, I stop liking anyone who's not in the Knicks. And I hate them all. But now that the Knicks are booty, I can really enjoy just the cornucopia of talent that's in the league in 2017, 18. And... Uh, John Wall is just one of those guys who does it for me. I like his game. He's gotten... Like, he plays with such a intensity, such a speed that he's really, like, I feel like harnessed in the past year or so and is, like, basically topping out, maxing out his talent, which is really satisfying to watch. And he just seems like a nice guy. Um, but it would have been a really interesting challenge for Frank, and I want to play with my new toy... So it seems like such a bummer, but really, this is the smallest deal in the world. 
Um, we gotta keep Frank healthy for when it matters. Um, and there's good news here because the ailment, the knee ailment, is unrelated to the previous knee ailment that kept him out of summer league. Um, there's actually video of him colliding with Ennis Cantor in the game against the Nets. So careful, Ennis. I like you so far, but if you start kneeing all our most important knees, your knees are important too. I don't mean to downplay your knees, but let's be real here. Chris Debs and Frank, four most important knees on the Knicks, and the two most important groins. So if you start messing with those knees or those groins, we're going to have a problem. For now, I could see the video in the Nets game as an accident. You bump knees with Frank, it happens. Very common basketball injury. Um, there's really nothing to worry about here as far as I'm concerned. He'll stay in New York for treatment, and he is optimistic that he will play Sunday against the Nets. I'm a big fan of sticking around for treatment. If you're hurt, why travel? Like, what is he going to gain from it? Have you ever traveled not hurt? It's the worst thing ever. You wind up hurt when you travel. Just because traveling is so ass. So crowded. Like, I'm only a touch over six feet, and I don't fit anywhere. So these guys, you know. Yeah, they take chartered planes, but still, they're huge. What was I talking about again? (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted by... I'm in New York, and there's like all kinds of... uh, There's a fire truck zooming by right now. It sounds like many of them. Not that uncommon, but anyway. I'm human too, that's all I'm trying to say. Um, My chant the other day for Frank Nilakina. I don't think has worked because he missed a game. He's fine, but he's missing a game. And it's nice for them to play preseason, especially the youngins get their feet wet. All reps are good reps at game speed, in my opinion. So it's a little bit of a bummer that he's missing this game, and my chant didn't work, so I'd just like to offer up maybe a prayer instead. Dear Universe... I don't believe in God. You can if you want. I'm not belittling you. I personally don't. So, Dear universe, please wrap Frank. Please swaddle Frank in love, in tenderness. Please give his bones maximum strength and his tendons maximum stretch. Please watch over him as he embarks upon his Knicks career, his first ballot Hall of Fame career. And really, just in your infinite universeness, do all that you can to protect our dear, sweet Frank. Amen. Frank's not the only one with an injury. Ron Baker is doubtful for Friday's game with his ankle. I said it once, I've said it a million times. Typical big money Kansas glory boy. Got my eye on you, Ron. Mindaugas Kuzminskis is doubtful with a calf injury. I would like to see him in. I'm a little bit bummed that I'm missing Kuz. I'm higher on him than most. But we've got three more preseason games after this one, so not the biggest deal. But come on, Kuz. Maybe, you know, you can give him a a break. His calf is probably a little sore from... That's a a muscle that's very important for yamming on people, and he yammed on so many of his Knicks teammates during the summer in Eurobasket. So I'll forgive him this. Uh, Luke Cornett is doubtful. His hammy's still barking. This is really inconsequential, honestly. I mean, you want to do what you can to develop young players, but 
if Luke Cornett plays a big role in the future of the Knicks, either like it's the greatest underdog story of all time or the Knicks are in big trouble. And given the history of the Knicks, I'd say big trouble is more likely. You are listening to Locked On Knicks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, your stories, every day, 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 day. That was the Chopped and Screwed remix. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. All right, we got a new uh, debate, like corny debate sheriff in town. Last year it was the triangle. Should the Knicks play the triangle? Can the triangle work in 2017-18? Triangle, triangle, triangle. This year it's should Chris Tapps play center? Or should he play the four? We gotta talk about it every day, seemingly. I'm sorry for perpetuating this. I do find it interesting. I hope it doesn't keep going forever, but it's the beginning of this season, so we can talk about this story for a little bit. Um, if you'll recall, Chris Tapps Porzingis gave his thoughts on playing the four versus the five the other day. He said, for now at least, he prefers playing the four. Left over, left open a little bit of the possibility that he'd want to play the five at some point, but didn't seem pumped about it. Let's put it that way. So now Jeff Hornacek has weighed in. Here's what he has to say. With the roster we have, we have a lot of bigs at that position at the five. So it's natural for him, him being Chris Depps, to play the four. If we want, at times, maybe playing Borzingis at center is a weapon we can go to against some teams. It's probably different if we had only other centers, then maybe he gets more minutes there. I don't really know what that quote. <laughs> I think he misspoke. If you look at our roster, he's not going to get a ton of time there, but it's an option we can go to. So he's mentioned roster construction in this statement so far a couple of times. And that is unfortunate, but understandable. Um, you've got to play the hand you're dealt as a coach, and you've got to get as much value out of your roster as you have. So if your best players happen to be concentrated in the position where your best hope of the future is playing, you've got to find a way to get some win shares out of these guys um, and maximize the team's chance for success. This becomes a delicate situation because you cannot forget the development of Chris Stapps. At the five. At the six. So you've got to do what you can with your roster, but you've got to keep an eye on the future of the franchise. Let's see what else Hornacek has to say about this. He says, I think we got to find a balance of size and age and strength and him getting banged by the big guys all the time. Yes, it does bring him closer to the basket for block shots. That's playing the five. But we feel he can still do that from the weak side and come over and help. Some of the things we're doing defensively... We'll bring him there a little more often as a four-man. But it's the pounding he would have to take sometimes against these guys. So there's a couple of things going on here that make me think that Jeff Hornacek knows what's what 
and isn't just planning on playing Chris Stepps at the four for his entire career. Um, he's mentioned kind of situational lineups. He's mentioned playing Chris Stepps at the five at times, depending on the opponent. So a couple of things to watch for this season. One, it will be interesting to see if Chris Stepps ever starts at center against more small ball teams. Um, Because you typically like to keep the starting lineup the same and make people, you know, have to counter your strengths rather than you have to counter theirs. Um, The argument that many would make here is that the Knicks' strengths should be Chris Epps at the five, but whatever. We know he's not going to start the majority of the games there. So it'll be interesting to see if he ever starts at the five or if Hornacek goes to a lineup with Chris Stepps at the five um, against other teams' small ball lineups. And this will be one of the key things we use to evaluate Hornacek's chops here. Does he realize when he can go to Chris Stepps at the five? Because... The other thing that he mentions here is strength. He's like, you're talking about a balance of size and age and strength. That was the direct quote from him. So I think it's clear that Chris Depps has put on some muscle this offseason, but I think it's also clear that this is not the strongest he's going to be. So what you're really looking for is when is it the right time for him to play the five? Because if he's just going to get physically beaten down, there's no point in putting him there every minute to take a beating that doesn't benefit him and the team long term. You're really like you're weighing injury risk here. I don't trust the Knicks medical staff to be partners in this decision making for Jeff Hornacek, but hopefully his years of basketball experience and being around in the league can tell him a little bit about wear and tear in bodies and what's an appropriate amount for Chris Stapps to play at the five versus the four and against whom and when he should take him out and blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of a wait and see here. We're going to see how Hornacek handles it this year, and I think it'll tell us a lot about him as a coach. Jamel Artis, undrafted free agent out of Pittsburgh, was waived today by the Knicks. He was signed to a partially guaranteed contract that has an Exhibit 10 clause which would give him a $50,000 bonus if he spends 60 days with the Knicks G League team. So he could still play for the G League team and make a little bit of money. That way, people are talking about maybe he has a promise from another team to sign him to a guaranteed deal. I don't think that's the case. Who knows? I wish him the best. Some people are like, why would the Knicks do this? He played pretty well against the Nets in his couple of minutes. I don't really see an NBA future for Jamel Artis. To me, um, his decision-making just looks shaky. He doesn't look comfortable at full game speed. He looks a little bit off balance as he goes about his business. When he shoots, he lands with his feet kind of all over the place, and he's kind of tilting. He's not straight up and down. He tends to force passes. Um, it doesn't have like a sense of the moment. I haven't watched him that much, but from watching him in the summer league against you know very minor league competition, um, where he did some good things, and then uh, watching him in those very you know the smallest sample size possible in that preseason game, I just don't get the sense that this is even a little bit of a big deal. 
this is not anything to worry about in terms of the front office making a mistake. You know, if Jamel Artis comes back to have a great NBA career, you tip your hat to him. But this is totally fine. I want to close the show by talking about one last topic. That's ESPN's mock draft. I don't think this was the first one they released because they pretty much do them 24 hours a day. But it was the first one I noticed. And it has the Knicks picking Miles Bridges sixth overall in next year's draft. I had talked about with Gavin Shaw of Locked On Nets that it was a little bit of a bummer that this upcoming draft seems to be heavy on power forwards and center, a position where you may have noticed there is a log jam on the Knicks. But Miles Bridges is a small forward. He's 6'7 out of Michigan State. He shot 39% from three last year, got 16.7 points a game, and eight boards. Draymond Green, baby! Michigan State, 6'7-ish. I'm not sure exactly how tall Draymond Green is, but he's in that hood. Um, <laughs> I haven't watched much film on Miles Bridges, but um, looking at him a little bit after reading this, that's someone to keep an eye out for. Unless the Knicks get lucky and grab a top three pick, I don't think they're getting Doncic and or Doncic, however you want to say it. It's up to you, really. Right? That's what language is. It's up to you. Say what you want. Then hopefully other people catch on. It's all made up. There aren't actually rules. It's not like math. So if you if everyone starts calling him Doncic, even though his name's Doncic, you know, tough shit, Doncic. <laughs> You're Doncic now. Um, something I thought was interesting about this mock draft was that they had the Knicks picking sixth overall. Also, I was like, huh. They got Chicago number one, Atlanta number two. Can't really argue there. Cleveland number three via the Nets. I said this the other day. Maybe I'm nuts. I think the Nets could be a game or two better than the Knicks. I hope not. It's possible. Then they got the Kings at four. I think they could be better than the Knicks. It's possible. They made a couple of nice offseason signings there. When Scott Perry was still helping them out. Then they got the Suns at five, who I think are definitely worse than the Knicks. So that makes sense. Knicks at six. Pacers at seven. And Magic at eight. Uh, Those are both garbage sewer water teams so they could finish ahead of the Knicks but I think or you know in the tank standings but I think the Nets and the Kings could possibly be better and therefore finish lower I don't know six feels roughly right-ish so far so don't have a problem there but yeah you heard it at ESPN first Miles Bridges number six next year's draft alright this was a quick hitter I hope you enjoyed it this was a Thursday edition of Locked On Knicks, although you're probably listening on Friday. Or maybe Saturday. Or maybe a thousand years from now. Maybe someone puts this episode in a time capsule. They decide it's my best episode ever. I get sent off to, Mar- to Mars. <laughs> Mars. The Walt Clyde Frazier in me took over there and just added like 18 R's to Mars. Right? Um, I hope not, though. I hope I keep getting better. I'm going to keep doing this five days a week. I'm serious about this. I've got desire. I've got hustle. I, you know, I I take it one day at a time. I have a short memory. Shooter's going to shoot. Thank you for listening. I'm proud to be your host of Locked On Knicks. 
Peace.